Welcome back, everybody. It's time to get back into the Bridge of Transmissions. We've only got a few more kicks at this can, uh, but we're here to talk about... Man, what are we here to talk about, guys? I, I feel like my head is still spinning after after all these Rebels episodes. How's it going, Em? So-so. Uh, sick, <laughs> and then and then watching that, depressed. So Like sick as in you have a cold or heart sick? Both. <laughs> very, very both. How about you, Corey? What's going on? Uh, not too, too much, but uh, um, I'm kind of feeling a little, little gloom. A little gloomy? A little teary-eyed? A little, little gloom and doom? A little gloom and doom. Uh, I wonder, that was I wonder gloom why. And doom. We'll see if we can get to the bottom of those feels during this episode as we talk about Jedi Knight and Doom. So we're back, uh, what, this is episodes 10 and 11 for season 4? 10 and 11. Oh, man, it's going fast. We only have two more nights of Rebels, and um, we'll have to move on to something else to talk about. Yeah, that's, well, that's, you know, that's a problem for future Kyle, future M, and future Corey. That's, we'll figure that out down the line. <laughs> I'm just pointing out the obvious, but. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's, let's just jump right into this. Um, we'll, we don't need to go through each scene piece by piece and comb through the whole thing. Uh, we'll just we'll touch on the big bits of these two episodes, and uh, I the first thing that jumped out to me in those first few scenes because let's let's just preface this whole thing by saying the last time we got together we spoke about um, the episode synopsis that had been released, and so we came in at least I came into this episode, and it goes without saying for everybody listening, spoiler warning <laughs> if you've not seen uh, the most recent episode of Rebels. A, what are you doing here? And B, you poor thing. <laughs> Actually, for most Canadians, we don't get the episode later on. But I had some good friends down the States who uh, shared their video stuff with me. So thank isn't, you. Isn't that amazing, huh? Yeah. The only Canadian <laughs> podcast to be breaking down Rebels. <laughs> it's incredible. Right now. Yeah. Well, right now. It is ridiculous, right? It is really, really, really absurd that they cannot get this figured out. And I I don't know who to blame. My sense is the cable providers. Based on our friend Matt Keegan, he had a conversation with Andy Gutierrez, a brief one, on Twitter. And the result of that exchange was Andy saying, ah, different cable providers can't get everybody lined up. So in our country, we can look at Bell, we can look at Rogers, Videotron, TELUS, and what have you, Kojiko. All these guys who just can't get on the same page for whatever reason or reasons, uh, it's their fault. And so if I ever get a letter from Bell as my provider saying, we saw what you did, I'm going to say, up yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you contract, go, you go. Contracts, contract. It's the Rebels finale. It comes around once in a lifetime. Basically. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's like, Guys, I'm subscribed to your channel. I'm paying for the content. I'll get it in good time. But since you you can't get your act together with the rest of the world, I'm I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> I know I'm That's not right. I'm not falling behind because you guys have your thumbs up here. You know what's doing God knows what. So, anyway, with that off our chest, let's not waste any more time on ranting. Instead, let's go to, to the raving of this episode. Um, so we came into it knowing that this was probably going to be a pretty heavy episode with culminating with the loss of one of our beloved heroes. 
most of us, I think, kind of came to the conclusion of it being Mr. Kanan Jarrus, and by the end, we were proven to be right. But uh, I don't think it makes it any less difficult to accept. So, you guys, we all watched this episode. How did you, how did, Em, how did you take, uh, take the scene? Give me your overall impressions of the episode. Uh, loved it, hated, loved it. Can that work? <laughs> loved it, loved hated, the animation. Loved, loved the animation, the story. Hated Kanan's death, and then loved kind of like the ending of it. Now, were you expecting this to be Kanan's finale? Yeah, yeah, I was. But how how he got you know cut off? That was awful. I'd rather see him go down in a fight rather than blow up. That's really hard for me to even say. Well, Corey, what what, what about you? Did did you come into this resigned to his fate, or did you think that maybe Filoni had something else up his sleeve? Yeah, I'd kind of, I'd kind of given into it already. Like same thing. It's like almost like the way we looked at Han Solo's death. Like I didn't know teasers for that either, but. I kind of assumed, so uh, I was expecting it, but nonetheless, uh, it definitely hit me a lot harder than I would have thought, just because, again, I was already expecting it, but overall impression of the, the episode was super good, and totally amplified by the music of Kevin Kiner. Those violins, man, every time there's violins in an episode, it's heavy. Yeah, well, and you know what, there's, there's a whole bunch to say about the music in the episode, and not to get too deep on it, but... The whole beginning sequence was super peaceful. It was almost like... It had Changing really, of the guard. Well, I mean, the episode had a very quiet, very beautiful, very peaceful start, right? Like, there was, there was a very slow build-up, and it was... It gave you the sense that this is this is too quiet, too too serene. Something, no, something totally, bad is going to happen. Uh, Calm I, I, before I, the storm. I saw it as a passing of the torch, for sure. Well, like sure, way. yeah. All, all those opening sequences with, with Kanan talking to Ezra, talking to... Uh, he was talking to Sabine at one point, I, I believe, as well, and to Zeb. All those passages, it all had uh, finality. May I, I th- the force be with you. That was that was it. I knew. I knew from that point on, I was like, point of no return. This is it. Yeah. yeah and, it's to think that uh, Ezra's a good listener. It'll serve you well in the future. All of that. All of that stuff was... And, of course, we're saying this through the lens of people already expecting the result. So it's, it's you know, in a way, it's Monday morning quarterbacking. But, yeah, there was there, I think there was a clear tone of finality to Kanan's dialogue there. I don't, I don't know if there was any other way to read that. But it's not even a, a, a finality of him as well. It's like a, he's like the dad of the group, right? So, like, the whole group dynamic changes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then he, he goes and he has that little that time by himself while the rest of the group is building gliders. He's given himself a haircut. But it was it's a very samurai like setting, right? He's he's down on his knees on this little low table. He's got his dagger, which he treats with all kinds of respect, and he hacks off his ponytail. It had a, there was a whole lot going on there visually that I'm sure Dave Filoni at one point will will choose to explain in maybe some greater detail. Than what we what we got on uh, Rebels Recon, but holy cow, heavy stuff all the way through the episode, including including the rescue of Hera. Right, yeah. the Calicori. Well, I, think... I was like, 
when they got that Cal Corey, I was like, yeah, yes, she got it back. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, it's it felt a little bit like like Filoni was playing a game. Like, how many heartstrings can we pull on in this episode? Both for the characters, both for the characters and for us as an audience. It's the, yeah, the Calicori, the Thrawn emotion, emotionally tormenting Hera, which seemed to have more of an effect than Price's uh, electro zapping therapy. Like it was rough, oh. man. Yeah, even that that probe droid too is pretty brutal. That was brutal. Like Harry's screams, Vanessa Marshall did a great job with that. Like I was feeling the pain. Yeah, that that in particular, that needle. When you like, she just really ran it up there on the on the on the uh, octave meter. Like she really, really <laughs> shrieked at that. And yeah, she did a how great job. How long do you episode. think that needle is? Right. How, how how long do you think that needle is? About what? Twelve inches long. Oh, it's as long as it needs to be, which is, you know, one inch too long. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it. that that uh, that droid is programmed for subtlety. It's just just jab it in, hold still and jab it in. And yeah, so, well, that was probably the only fun part of the episode, right? Where where we see Kane and uh, Kane and sort of burst into her little prison cell or whatever you want to call that office she was being held in. And by the time we meet drunk Hera, (laughs) drunk Hera, (laughs) drugged Hera, drunk Hera, it's really the only, the only time in the entire show where you get to see them kind of with their guard down as a couple. Almost the whole season or the whole series. That's that's what I mean. Like you've never, we've never seen them. We've seen them hint at it and dance around it a little bit. And clearly we got the idea, but this is where they were. This was finally Kanan and Hera, the couple. Just for a very brief moment, we get an idea of what they could have been if they were not embroiled in this galactic conflict, right? Well, it's been culminating as well. Like, this whole season, it's kind of been Kanan's thing where, like, he's asking her, like, do you know? And, like, she's kind of just taking it a little too lately. And then, before she leaves for Yavin, she, you know, she, she lays one on him, but... Yeah. That's, I mean, they haven't they haven't seen each other since. Exactly. But no, I, love, I love I love the way Sorry. that uh, like she how like that kind of was the comedic edge to the episode was where you know she was drugged and just like all the, the one liners about like oh, that droid really deserved that like all that yeah. stuff was like like gold. She did a really good job there. And when she when she rips him about his hair and says I I, I hate your hair but. She she comments that she has not seen him in that short hair since since when they first met. Now, have either of you read A New Dawn? Yep, I own it, and I don't recall him in short hair. Yeah, he had the, uh, he had he the had ponytail. A, I think she was just drug talking at that point. Yeah, I guess we could maybe chalk it up to that because clearly on the cover he's got the ponytail. Uh huh. And um, yes, yeah, so I think maybe there's a little tiny continuity error there but we can all yeah we could chop it up to drug terra uh, something else i have to point out is um i thought it was brilliant how thrawn leaves and everything goes to crud for the empire well right exactly that and i i wanted to talk about that just a, a little bit so we saw tarkin make an appearance and 
tell Thrawn that he's taken the liberty of arranging a meeting between the Emperor and Thrawn to dis- so that Thrawn can pitch the Emperor on why they should keep the, the TIE Defender program going. And I wonder, was, I guess I need to watch it again, but is there a chance that Tarkin lured Thrawn away from Lothal knowing that he'd be leaving this incompetent dope in price and charge, which thus would raise the possibility of the whole thing going to hell? And then that would derail the TIE Defender program and push the Emperor to fully back Stardust, which Tarkin knew he'd be able to take away from Krennic. So was this is this essentially Tarkin subverting Thrawn in a very, very that, complex way? That is such a cool thought. And, you know, I'm looking beyond that in Price's shoes now because she's under hot water. So maybe it's a good idea the rebels capture her because she'll be safe with them. Well, I wonder if but... she if she might defect in the same way that Minister Tua did. No way. No. After no. the way she tortured see... Hera and enjoyed it so much, she's got it coming in a bad way. And she held Kanan's lightsaber as a prize. I felt like. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. I, I, I can imagine her turning herself over saying, I'm, you know, just giving herself up. Yeah, I could see tail between the legs. That'd be good. Like, you know, and I could, <laughs> you, you could see Sabine and Zeb as angry as they are. Revenge was their their bag in this in this episode. Um, wanting to get it at at price, but Hera taking the high road because she's going to have to do that, right? Like she's going to have to be the one to temper the, the rest of the group. Mm, and Ezra. Ezra's really going to have to take up the reins here. I think that's what Kanan really wanted and insinuated. And Well, remember that picture of the group? I can't remember which room they were in, but you had the entire group with Price in handcuffs, but Ezra and Kanan weren't in that picture. So I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how much time Ezra's going to spend with the rest of the group. We, see him, we saw it in the preview for next week's episodes. But beyond that, you know, if once they get to the Jedi Temple, I think it's going to be Ezra on his own in there. We and we see definitely him showing down with uh, with Palpatine, right? So, I mean, do the math. He's probably going to head to that Jedi Temple next week with the gang, and then you could see the finale just being Ezra alone in the temple with the specter of Palpatine hanging over him. There's yeah, also insane. Ahsoka. Don't forget Ahsoka. We haven't seen her yet. Oh, we finally, we finally heard her name, though. We finally heard her name in this episode, which is a step in the right direction, at least. <laughs> mm. So anyway, do you, what do you guys think? Do you think Tarkin is sort of weaving this web and trying to take out his foes by pitting, pitting them against each other? Mm. Is, is he trying to whip up Thrawn versus... I mean, we always say it's Thrawn versus, uh, Tarkin versus Krennic. But is Tarkin trying to spin up Tarkin versus, uh, geez, I'm, is Tarkin trying to cook up a Thrawn versus Krennic rivalry? It's, it's possible. It's a good way of looking at it. I mean, from a kid's standpoint, I think they just think it a more, and we, we definitely know that he has beef with uh, Krennic already. They've already tried to pretty much kill each other. So You're talking about uh, Tarkin and Krennic? Yeah, so you could just chalk it up to like their rivalry as well. Oh yeah, those two they they those two never got along. Nope. Going right they back didn't. to Catalyst, right? 
Um, yeah, and, well, I, I guess we can't really avoid it for too much longer. But um, we have oh. Kanan. Actually, I have another question that might that could go down the rabbit hole. When Kanan suggests that Hera fly the glider to the to the fuel depot, and I'm watching this going, no, no, anywhere but the fuel depot. <laughs> like that, that thing will blow up with you in it. Anyway, you you know where the episode was going, but I was just like, oh, that's a bad choice. Like Kanan showed such good judgment at the at the beginning of the episode to hand over leadership of of the rescue mission to to Ezra knowing that his feelings were compromised and that you know he he may make a mistake that will cost them but then he's like I'll go for the fuel depot and I wondered did he suggest that on purpose as well knowing where this this was all going that they could take out the factory and their ability to manufacture these ships it might cost him his life but he was going to see through Hera's rescue and safety and then as well as the mission yeah, I, I'm totally on that page in the sense also that um, everything with the wolves and the doom, all that stuff. I think I think it was the last episode we saw, uh, Rebel Assault, where he's kind of like with one of them and he's just like, I understand now. And when this movie, this episode started, the first one, uh, Jedi Knight, Again, it seems like he's resigned to the fact that his fate has kind of been sealed in a way, you know, with the, the samurai thing with the chopping of the ponytail. And like we said earlier, the way he's kind of saying goodbye to everyone. And he, he seems to know, but no one else does. Actually, no, I think he did know. Because remember in the beginning, the very beginning of the episode, you're hearing everyone's voices, right? And then you hear one specifically of Ezra saying, you never taught me for this. And he later says that in Doom. The episode Doom. Yeah. When he's sitting. So Kanan knew. I think so too. Yeah. I think Kanan definitely knew that uh, he'd resigned to the fact that, you know, this was his fate. And I, I, like they, they say it in the second episode as well. Like they, didn't, they hadn't realized it at first. And then they were like, oh man, the fuel depot is like the, the factory shut down. Like the Emperor never has a sick day. Like what's going on? And then they realized like Kanan like successfully completed the mission as well. You know, like not only did he save Hera. Yeah, he he kind of killed two birds with one stone, which. Was but again, I think it. I think he knew it was coming again. Like, well, we knew it was like, coming. I mean, I mean, beyond the episode synopsis that we read way back when, we heard Kanan sort of saying, "I can't teach Ezra anymore. Like, there's nothing more for me to show him." And at that point, you know that the Kanan character is becoming a loose thread. He's losing his purpose in the show because you know that he, uh, that he doesn't want to be with the rebellion, and Hera's not going anywhere. So he's just becoming this dangling thread that has to be tidied up. So we knew this was coming for a long, long time. It didn't make it, make it any easier to accept. I have to say, like, I watched it uh, because of you guys. Actually, you guys hooked me up yesterday afternoon, and yeah, I honestly have to say that it really got me a lot more than I thought it would have again because I was expecting it and I was just like oh man like I had a, I seriously had a frog in my throat like I was fighting it I was like I don't know I just I didn't expect to feel that way but I guess it's it's, it's almost kind of like that with me for for a lot of series when the series is coming to an end and you like mm. this this is the end it was the end for gaining kind of you know so it, I don't know it uh, definitely definitely hit me pretty hard 
Well, it's a little bit of his hey, own sweet. Holdo moment, right? Where he keeps the rebellion going. At least, or at least that cell. He, he saved them, no doubt. For sure. Takes me back to season two, though, when Kanan was fighting with um, those temple guards. And they were talking about Ezra turning to the dark after, he, you know, he dies or not dies. Did... Well, they were just trying to, like, play on Kanan's fears there. Because that's what Kanan was fearing, not being a good master and my student, like, turning to the dark side. So they were just trying to exploit that. I have, and now it's kind of exploited since he's gone, right? So Ezra, remember he kind of. This is kind of off topic, but you know, Ezra's Ezra, right? He had Kanan for so long; it's like he had Dad's hand, and now it's gone, right? Yeah, exactly. Like now it's time to step up and be a man, and I think that's what this series is going to be about. Like, like the second episode, Doom is him, like he's running away, like running, literally running away, like and. Yeah, I don't know. He's um, he's lost. He's confused, and you know, it's it's up to him to 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 find his way for everyone. Kind of like I think he's gonna be the leader now from now on. Well, Ezra talks about how afraid he is, and we all know that fear is the path to the dark side. Do are are we afraid that Ezra is gonna go back down some dark path, or do we think he's gonna get his act together and and put up a brave front until? whatever end he meets. I think he's going to do something really incredible by the end of this series. Like, uh, these secrets that are on the thaw that need to be protected. <clears throat> you can guarantee that he's going to protect them. Uh, no matter, the, no matter the cost, like if it's, if it's his life or whatever, I don't know, like maybe, <laughs> maybe he'll be bound to, to walk these astral planes for the rest of time. Like something like that. He can become more something different. Uh, like something, you know, like we've seen this, that piece that he takes with him has uh, the five priestesses, uh, the mortis. Right, family. but you, yeah. you only saw that piece of the tablet if you went to the episode guide, right? That was well, right. yes. I well, no, he. That's what he brings back with him. Yeah, but those, all that, the, mm-hmm. all those pieces, like the priestesses, that that's not on the tablet in the episode. Hmm. No, it's not. I don't think so. No, the only thing on the tablet in the episode is sort of the the what might be a star map in the background with the three, the three hands. I'm almost starting to think that there's something about that in this episode, uh, well, this series that the these secrets that they're trying to protect are possibly these astral planes that the wolves are able to walk through, like these portals through space time. Uh, they're not meant for for the Empire, kind of. You know what I mean? If someone else finds them. It could be there's great power hidden on Lethal, just like there was on Malachor. And you think oh, Ezra, yes. Ezra's gonna have to scuttle the whole thing and take it down with him so the Empire never gets it? Something like that. Palpatine will be foiled, like Hmm. Yeah, that no, that definitely sounds like it could fit. But it's gonna be well, definitely something force propelled, which is extremely intriguing for me. I'm glad again that they're not necessarily going down the uh, tie defender route so no, I much think anymore. that's done right i think can we say that's it's finished we're not going to see any more tie defenders in this please no because you know what no we need to now get down to the force aspect and it's finality finale aspect and i don't think lothal is going to be freed right because there's a nod to battlefront 2 when they were talking about lothal and it seemed as though it was in 
imperial control still. So maybe Ezra can do something else to help Lothal or free Lothal. Well, it's, it's, it is possible that the Empire could maintain control of, of Lothal, but just fall short on the Jedi Temple front. Like, they fine, we'll keep using its, its resources here, but what Palpatine really wants, eh, he's not going to get. Maybe that's Ezra's legacy. Um, what did you... Sorry, <laughs> um, I got to ask you guys this. What did you think of that huge wolf? Extremely interesting, especially like what's up with him? All he like saying doom as well. Like, uh, not only that, saying I am doom. That's true. That's true. Like, I almost, I don't know. You guys like, want to even po- like say that that's possibly? Uh, there's a lot of chatter out there that people are thinking that that wolf was even voiced by Freddie Prinz. Obviously, having his voice really manipulated and modulated and all that stuff. I listened to it and I, okay, I could, I guess I can see it, but man, like possessing an animal. What, Becoming what? I kind of like a reincarnation. Yeah. He I wasn't kind of found uh, scary. Yeah. He, they weren't happy. No, it's like, it's almost as if, um, Jedi from the past have made a deal with the wolves and saying something like, we'll protect these these tunnels, these space-time tunnels, whatever. Don't worry about it. Just leave it in our hands. And that's kind of a promise forgotten now. And, you know, now the Jedi are back and they have all these problems. It's like, hey, fix this before it's too late, you know? And I feel the, the pattern on its forehead. Yep. That- I was just looking at that. It looks really familiar, and I it I'm, is. I'm unable to place it. I mean, it, you could. It almost looks a bit. Do you like, want me to place it for you? Well, give me a second. I, I, it could be. <laughs> it, it looks a bit like the Force Tree to me. It looks like the Rebellion insignia. It looks. I don't. I want to see this. It could be any number of things. It is actually for something specifically. All right, hit me, Em. You want? Uh, so remember that shoulder pad that Kanan wore when we first met him? Yeah. That is specifically meant for that. I'm looking at the episode guide right now. That's true. He had, he almost had like that, uh, I don't know. It almost looked like a velociraptor claw or like a (laughs) trident on it on the original. Oh wow. That's so cool. That is, it I, is. I, it was bugging me looking at that that wolf's forehead, going, "I've seen that symbol. Where is it?" And I, I thought for a second maybe it was like the two halves of Kanan's mask, his blindness, his blind mask. If you merge them together, but I was like, "No, that's not it. Is it? Is it sort of a representation of the Force Tree?" But no, it's it's absolutely Kanan's shoulder pad. No doubt about that. That's incredible. That's so cool. So, I mean, it's kind of almost, I don't want to say safe to assume, but it's like the wolves were kind of telling him something like, you're going to become one of us and <laughs> join like the wolf pack. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I, no, I, Ezra can't die. No. Uh, At that point, I will not come on the show and I will not talk. <laughs> I will have to, like, board up my room and hoard food and just... Stay in there for a week. Oh wow! Chat. I don't. What? I don't know if Ezra makes it out of this in a from say in human form, but I think 
we might know that Ezra's moved on in another sense. I don't think that's out of the question, but again, it's a kid's show. It's Ezra. He's the main star. Maybe they won't go that route. Well, what, what those wolves at the beginning of Doom were awfully aggressive. Like, what were they trying to show him? Were they just trying to point him in a specific direction? What were they doing? I was going to say probably chew him up because you know what? I was actually, and I like, again, I was concerned for him. I was like, what are they doing? They I almost felt like had, No, go for them. They had those dark side eyes, right? Well, some of them. Yeah, it looks like it, but I, I don't know if we can call it dark side eyes. I, I, they look like them, so. The blue, the one with the blue pattern does. It's almost like he's got Maul's eyes. <laughs> Maul lives. Yeah. I, I, just could, I couldn't understand why they were being so aggressive and growling at him. And maybe they wanted him. Scaring the they, him. Maybe they wanted him to kind of stand his ground. Uh, like they ask him afterward, why did you run? And he was kind of just like, I'm scared. I'm afraid. Like, and they're trying to just trying to like, get the, get the fear out of him. Trying to teach him kind the, of, the yeah. lesson to you know be ready to stand and fight. Well, I mean, well, the, I mean that's what he said, right? Comes, fight, yeah, and then the big... and then that that very cryptic line: "Restore past, redeem future." Very cryptic. That that's where I was saying like something in the past with those cave paintings. Uh, even Ezra says at one point, "It looks like Jedi came down from the sky." Uh, uh, there's some kind of connection from the past that Ezra has the power, the possibility to restore that balance possibly before it's too late well, well some some way somehow redeeming the past whatever that means but re- um restoring the past redeeming the future specifically some way that's got to be able to connect to the films right hmm. like, now whether that's like we talked about before uh protecting the knowledge the destruction Maybe that's it. They did say destruction, oh, right? Oh, dude. They're going to reset the timeline so it can start from scratch. <laughs> Please don't. don't. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I lost Star Trek. No. Uh, but no. Maybe Two there, against one. Maybe there's, a, there, there's some type of energy source within the Jedi Temple that if the Empire got it, would, well, uh, you, who knows? I mean, it's, at this point, you got to kind of figure it's got something to do with these 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 astral planes or whatever, man, there's so much more, or maybe there's way more to it than just that. That's just the tip of the iceberg. You're right. Who knows? Well, cause they specifically said knowledge, uh, destruction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, it, what, it, like we heard this before in Malachor when that Sith, uh, Holocron was speaking is like knowledge is power. And these things mm. are, are, treasure troves of that which is amazing like i loved seeing that temple the first time and then the second time you see it like you see these this whole new uh side of it like that's just it's just the tip of the iceberg and it just comes like comes up like so cool like it's like triple the size and now we even know that there's even more to it right and then there's lothal and how many god knows jedi temples right because there's one that that the Inquisitors found, and now there's like more popping up that they've established a little base at. And so, knows, how maybe, many more? Maybe they, could, maybe they could be setting stuff up for past 
I don't think these will tie into the films, to be honest, though. I think this well, will no, I don't, be its own little... I don't think it's going to tie in directly. Like, it won't. we won't go, oh, that's the thing from, you know, pick your Star Wars film. I don't think it's going to be that direct. I think it's going to be an indirect way in saying, oh, because Ezra did this, the Empire was foiled, and it allows the Rebellion to, you know, eventually take down the Empire. It's got to be something. It's They've got to do something that stymies the Empire while also sustaining the rebellion otherwise they're i mean what what becomes their legacy in the in the grand scheme of things like how does the show end and what have they accomplished right right well, i think yeah. it makes sense i mean at this point i mean if the whole deal is they, they saved lothal it's it's not only that like you gotta think of the bigger picture of all four seasons they've they rallied all these splinter cells to form the rebellion that was like kind of phase one of the series and now that they've moved on, the TIE Defender project, uh, that could have decimated the, the rebellion. They've kind of seems to have succeeded there. And now we're moving on to this force thing, which, again, when it comes to things like this, this ancient power or knowledge, knowledge is power and destruction. Like these wolves said, like, basically, like, if you don't fix this, like, the Empire is going to have a big one up on y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And boy. It's going to be it's going to be really really interesting to see Ezra go up against Palpatine mm-hmm. I mean yeah, but so. he better keep his hands off him or we, I might have an issue we we know which guy comes we, we know which guy survives at least into the OT we don't know what happens to the other guy so well, we, we've seen what Palpatine can do as well like he pretty much whooped Yoda and it kind of takes me back to uh, what Dave was talking about in a podcast like months ago and he's like Palpatine wants power Palpatine wants to be like God he wants to be all seeing he wants to know everything that's going on yeah they talked about that as well in the Tarkin novel where he wanted he wanted the ability or the power to alter reality so yeah I mean what, what? Dave was saying is true he, he just he wants to be God what's mm-hmm. also interesting too in a big big way is the moment we see Palpatine in the trailer, anyhow, is the way he says it. It's like he's been having visions of Ezra Bridger. Like he knows of Ezra Bridger and he's super pleased to be in Ezra Bridger's presence. Like thinking that his own scheme or plan are going to come together because uh, anyway, he's, he's super happy to find him. And Ezra's could be a very valuable asset. I mean, would you be shocked to know that Pal- find out or learn in a couple weeks' time that Palpatine manipulated Ezra to go into that temple mm. to act to get that no what whatever is in the Jedi Temple that they have yeah, yet I guess to I, find? Well, now Palpatine's see... about to manipulate Ezra into getting it for him. I don't know if it goes down that way. Like, I really see Ezra stepping up here. Like, it's his show. Uh, Boys, boys to men, you know what I mean? Like, it's that's how it's going to end. Like, he was just a kid when we meet him, and by the time this series ends, he's going to be facing Palpatine. And well, we know he like, can't defeat seen... him, right? No, he, but he can. The best he can do is frustrate him, which is he can, possibly he can keep... a win. Yeah, that's a win. Like, keep the secrets of Lothal out of the Emperor's hands. Big win. Like, what else are you going to do? You're not, you're not going to, like you said, you're not going to kill him. You're not going to overthrow the Empire in one shot, but. You you save the day. You live to fight another day. 
Yeah, I mean, some some big stuff coming. But I think it's safe to assume that we're done with the Rebellion at large. We're not going to see any more X-Wings, except maybe in, like, the last few moments of the finale where we, we pick up with the Rebellion as they carry forward. But, you know, we're done with all that. We're done with Mon Mothma. It's just going to be about this group. Well, I, don't, I don't know about that because they seem pretty adamant in this episode about getting word to the Rebellion that the, the depot in the factory was down. Well, the ghost comes back. Does it? Uh, yeah. Did you watch the trailer closely? Oh, I haven't. Oh, I haven't watched it in weeks. Well, I haven't, but photographic memory, man. You gotta get some. I have no, twenty more years of junk in my head than you, Em. Yeah. We oh, still I'm got... just joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Wolf, <clears throat> Wolf and Gregor coming in for backup. Uh, and Callus and yeah. Ketsu. Um, who else? Am, yeah, I, that's true. am I forgetting v- someone? Visago, Hondo. Yeah, Visago, Hondo. Oh, it's going to be a good one. Okay, so here's what happens. Then. They get they get word to the Rebellion, and it's a big fat no, but their friends all decide to pile onto the ship and come. I like it. That's, I mean, that's what's going to happen, right? I mean, that's the only... I, I don't want to lock myself into a into a hot take for no reason but that's that's got to be with the way it goes down right but i also heard that the finale it's just a rumor that the finale will be 90 minutes long yeah that's I th- yeah i think that's official isn't it that's amazing so there's lots there's still lots of room to whatever whatever happens right so absolutely love this show god damn it why do they have to end? Can they like make little like bonus? No, it's better features? like this. It's almost better like this. And like honestly, like it's short. It's sweet. It's so well done. And like you said, it, it's it's hitting on all cylinders, and it's it's hitting us in the feel. Me in the feels. Like uh, it's it's just totally working. It's gonna tell. It's gonna mean so much more that way to me instead of like dragging something on. Like they they've kind of made their point, and they are where they are in the timeline as well. That also gets me thinking why they did it shorter was to get more animation into it, more pretty colors. <laughs> well, it's definitely different than the Clone Wars. No, I'm talking about like just this season alone. All the animation has been so much more different than the last three seasons. Yeah, they've I'll been really the... playing on the on Lothal scenery. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous, man. It's so gorgeous. The, there was that one shot of the gliders taking off into the sunset, which was super nice. That was a great, great shot. Um, I think we're getting close to the end. Is there are, are there any small little things you wanted to touch on before we uh, call it quits for this week? How about a boy chopper being there for his, his girl hair? Oh, yeah. Gotta keep chop rules in there. Dude, he was emotional therapy for her. He talked her through the whole thing. Yeah, what about he did. Sabine and He had a little and heart Rook. there. I love my Sabine. boy chop, seriously. Sabine and Zeb took on Rook and made a clown out of him. That is true. Are we done that with that? Was so... Are we done? No. No. No, no we're definitely want... not. He's like double he's revenge time Zeb. now. Oh, do we see a scene, a, another battle of, of Rook versus Zeb? Yep, we do. Hmm. Well, they should have killed yeah. him when they had the chance. <laughs> another thing, too, I was kind of thinking about this. You know, um, uh, Sabine and Zeb are like, let's go trash this party, this parade, you know? Uh... And I'm like, man, like, don't you think Zeb should have ever adopted some kind of disguise? 
Like he's one of the last of the Lasats. Like <laughs> you'd be spotted a mile away. Not even like Rook can smell him a mile away. Well, but, I mean, like, he's, anyone like, he can't mask his smell, and he can't mask the way he walks. He yeah, walks that weird the proper clothes. Yeah, but he can wear robes or something. I don't know. Like you just figure because if any civilian sees a Lasat, they can be like, "Hey, there's that rebel." They don't, they, don't, they don't have the budget to animate cloth. <laughs> Do you see the... That's what I was going to say about the... Like, M made a good point about the animation. It's been so good. And the that fire that was surrounding Kanan in the first episode, where he was repelling the fire using the force, like, that was really well done. And then he could see in the last moment... Yep. What the hell? Like, what? You know what I'm, I'm kind of... You know what I'm kind of looking at right now, M? You guys pointed out the, because I was speculating already that the the wolf kind of, obviously kind of, not obviously, but was possibly a reincarnation of, of Kanan. But I'm looking at the wolf's eyes as well, and they kind of seem very similar to the last eyes I saw of him when the white goes to back to that, I don't know, bluish turquoise. Yeah, that was sort of like the full circle thing for Kanan, right? We Clarity. The first time we meet him, or at least along the timeline, is in the the Kanan comic book, where he's got short little hair, and his eyes work just fine. And by the time he comes back around here in these episodes, he's got bad short hair and clear blue eyes. So it's have like, you have you read that, Em? What the comics? Yeah. yeah. Of course. Cool. I just read it. Like, I finished it. The pretty much the the night before. Uh, the premiere, the series of eleven, it it compounded mm-hmm. the fact. Mm-hmm. It's comforting to know that he, at least the force is with him, and he's with the fallen knights. He might even be more than that at this point. Yeah, he could be a wolf. Well, you with know, the, with the the chopping f- of the ponytail and stuff, that was kind of like, I don't know. Hey, who wants to bet that somehow Hera? weaves that into her costume somehow that we see her like with a, with a lock of Kanan's hair sort of strapped to her costume somehow. That'd be kind of cool. We didn't see that in forces of destiny, but then again, it was trying to keep it spoiler free. Yeah. That would have been nice. She added him. She gave him like the holocron, uh, symbol. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, Hey, I wanted to ask you guys about about Rook and his ability to cloak himself. Little nitpick, but you know, didn't we hear in Empire Strikes Back that officer say, "Hey, no ship that small has no a cloaking device," yeah. but yeah. yet little tiny three foot tall Rook has it? Hmm, <laughs> that's weird. Hmm. No, I'm not going to nitpick on that. Yeah, whatever. I can move past it because I don't know. It's not like. Well, I'd, I'd okay. I'll, I'll move past that nitpick. Who cares? Let's just celebrate the fact that Price is a moron, an absolute <laughs> moron. Yeah, like she is only concerned about the kill. That's it. And having fun while doing it, like she's an absolute idiot. Like Thrawn is surrounded by idiots. <laughs> I, I, I almost I, feel like I, she she did it out of spite as well, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't. She's not a big fan of Thrawn. And- Thrawn did not care what, whether or not Kanan died. It's the fact that Hera got away. Yeah, and took out and, and scuttled his program. Or at least 
he said he called it compromised, but it may have very well ended the entire tie defender program. All because she just wanted... Ah, you know what? If, if you're going to take that shot, at least make the kill. And she blew it. And she, it, it cost them all their fuel. It cost them a couple walkers. And the tie defender production is, is severely She's hampered. toasted. It's either she defects or she surrenders for safety. You guys want to hear a really weird observation? Uh, it could just be me. But I don't know. You guys are probably all going to watch these episodes again. So, like, next time you do, when Kanan's on top of the fuel pod or the fuel depot, like, the way uh, the architecture of it with the lines, it's like a sphere, right? And, like, the mm. lines within it. The when Ezra meets Doom the wolf, it's on top of kind of like this small dome, and I find the line there's lines to it too. Like it's, I don't know, it almost looks like that fuel depot dome or like the top of a temple or something, you know. Like if you see that image again, like have a look. I will definitely take a look. I will take a look too. All right, I think I think that's it for this week. How about that? Cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> no, I was just having another thought of that, but it, I lost it. So I'll save I just want to say week. that uh, they've we waited a while, um, but man, they're just firing on all cylinders. Like again, the music, the themes, like it's there's been a, a pace to this season that just hasn't quit. And even the whole series as a whole, like, man, I'm going to miss it. Well, you still got uh, four episodes to go. Yeah, break out the tissue box. Mm. Alrighty then. So- Anything else? Any any final thoughts there, Em? No, I'm pretty much emotionally drained by talking about this, so. Yeah, I mean, we tried to kind of have a little catharsis here, but it's it, it maybe takes some time to grieve the loss of uh, Kane and Jarrus, Caleb Doom. All right. Also, like, just but before we sign off, like, I just want to say, like, one thing that adds to this, the whole gloom and doom of everything is that, like, uh, out here, you know, we're used to snow around this time of year, but it's the past two days, like, since I've seen this episode, it's been raining. Oh, yeah. Same and here. And it's gray clouds, like, oh, like, I, I, I had to go out there today and just kind of try and buy some toys to, like, console myself. <laughs> And even that oh, was a yeah. flop. Yep. Alrighty. Well, better luck next week. And uh, you know what? I'm looking forward to talk. What, what's the name of next week's episodes? It's Wolves and the Door. Yep. Wolves and the Door. And then The World Between Worlds, I think. <sighs> Love it. This is what I'm talking about. This is what we're going to be getting. This, the World Between Worlds is what Ezra's going to be trying to save and maybe the future guardian of. Alongside Ahsoka. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's going to be in mysticism heaven next week. Yeah. Oh, I would be too, because I like Jedi mythology. Oh, dude, I'm going to be floating like Skywalker in The Last Jedi. i like to see more <laughs> to see how it plays in, but until next week. Yeah, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been The Bridger Transmissions, and uh, well, I guess we can't, we can't end without signing off and giving our Twitter names. So, M, where can people find you? People can find me at emalam52, so E-M-A-L-L-A-M-5-2. And Corey? 
Uh, you, you all can find me at Chop Rules. That's R U L Z. Ooh. Oh. What's up with that? This is the bridge of transmissions. You know, change it up. <laughs> and find me, everybody, at Tumbling Saber. And um, that's it. We're going to thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week when we bridge some more transmissions. So have yourselves a great week, and we'll look forward to speaking to you again in episode 115 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. Thank you.